Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. All right. How is everybody today? Yeah. So excited to another call. I had this realization last night as I was listening to some professional development that I'm doing about how we have obstacles that are in our way that we are trying to get over to get to whatever we're trying to get to, right? It might be that you want to rank up before the end of the month, or it might be that you have a goal to make more money six months from now or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. In our mind, and we're like, oh, but there's just these things that are so difficult that I can't get past or that are coming up for me. And we, and we oftentimes will say, and I just don't know how to do it. But what the truth is, is that the obstacles are the map. The obstacles are what, they're literally the guideline for how to do it. But our mind sees it as something that's standing in the way. But it's almost like the hurdle that you just have to go run over and figure out how to get over it. That when you have your, like your, you know, the human stick figure that I show you, like this is you now, and this is who you want to be in the future. And there's these little lines in between them. And it's the obstacles that you're like, check one, one, one little dash closer, check. And along those obstacles is where you learn how to do it, right? Like I know that I could go diamond all over again because I've done it once before. I know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Just like I know how to go hit the first rank in my company and the second rank and the third rank and all the ranks on the way up because I've done it before, right? One of the examples that I learned in my professional development last night was how many people on this call are married? Raise mm-hmm. your hand if you're married. And if you had to teach someone how to go get married, mm-hmm. what would you tell them? Would you say, oh yeah, you have to like go on dates. You have to get to know them. You need to meet their family. You need to make sure like that they're not too crazy, mm-hmm. right? You need to like have experiences that are challenging together. So, you know how they are in stressful situations. I want to be with them around children. Do they like children? I want to have children. Do they want to have children? And you would be able to teach someone like if, or if you, like if you got a divorce or your spouse died and you had to go find a new spouse, you'd know how to go get married again. Right. Mm -hmm but there would be obstacles in your way, but you've already overcome them before. So you, you know how to get over them. Right. Or if you're like, well, I've never been married before. I don't know how to do those obstacles. 
well, then maybe there's something else in your life. Like maybe it's how to raise a puppy. Like I didn't know how to take care of a dog until we got a puppy. And then I learned how to potty train a puppy, just a plain Cheerio. That's it. It works. That's all you need. One plain Cheerio, right? I feel super confident now. I can crate train a puppy. I can potty train a puppy. I can sleep train a puppy. I know how to do it now. But two years ago, I was like, we can't even get a dog because I don't know how to do those things, right? And so in your business, what are you telling yourself that you don't know how to do? And it's holding you back from learning how to do it. When really you just need to go buy the puppy and start failing and figuring it out, right? Like lots of pee on the carpet till we figured out how to do it. And the crate training part, we had to like get a small Amazon box and shove it inside the crate so that she had even less space in the crate to move around. And that's how we got her to stop pooping in the crate. And then we were waking up at like 5.30 in the morning to take her out so she wouldn't wake up and poop in the crate. We were waking her up, taking her out, making her poop outside, and then giving her one plain Cheerio and then putting her back in. And if 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 she was awake when we came down at 5.30, then we had to move the alarm to 5 a.m. because we had to beat her to the clock, not beat her. I'm not, no, no. <laughs> we had to, you know what I'm saying? We had to get to her before she woke up. It was like a race. So see now, now you know how to potty train a dog because I just taught you, but mm-hmm. I didn't know how to do any of that when I bought her. I was like, oh, what have I done? Right. And this applies to our business as well. You might say, I don't know how to hit the top rank in my company. Well, let's try making the first rank or the second rank. And you fail and you fail and you fail. And then you figure it out. I love the quote about uh, Thomas Edison and creating the light bulb. Mm. And it talked about how, uh, and I, I don't, this, please do not quote me. And this is going to be very vague, but the quote is something along the lines of he failed a thousand times. And on the thousand and one time he created electricity, but up until that thousand and one time he failed. Mm -hmm. And so often we think that success is going to be like achievement along the way. But anyone that's been successful will tell you, you just have to fail bigger, fail bigger. Okay. Laura is going to start today. I'm going to coach Laura and then we're going to have a volunteer. If you've never been coached before, I would love it. If you would raise your hand to be coached. Is that Kathy? Okay. Kathy, I'll come to you after Laura. All right, Laura. Tell me what I love the analogy about the obstacles along the way. Um, You know, we already are very thriving in a business. So I know the obstacles to achieve what we need to achieve to work our business. For some reason, when it comes to my business, I seem to think I need someone to be showing me every minute on how to do that when I know in my brain how to do it. 
And so that's where I feel myself just staying stuck. I've got the time. I've got the luxury of being able to work this business as many hours as I want a week, you know, and I've been stuck. I feel like I hate the word stuck. I feel like I've just been at um, gold, senior gold for over a year now. And I'm ready to get moving on. But it's like, I, I'm like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? How do I, how do, I do that? And um, we travel, we meet tons of people all the time. So I'm in front of people, but I have to be very careful because we are working one business and have, but I've used like my plexus, I've put it in a cute cup and thank the ladies in the office for setting everything up. And I just leave it with them. I don't push the business or say anything, but I'm leaving stuff with them. So I feel like that's a step. That's something there, whether I may not hear from them or not, I don't know. But I don't know. I just feel like I'm rolling circles and I just, you know, our team is small. I had a great team last year. I had two um, super silvers. I had three or four silvers that took me to senior gold. And then when we got to where we needed to do the work, they put the brakes on and they quit. And I'm like, wait a minute, you were enjoying that money. I mean, that money is still available to you and I will help you all the way through it. I will help you reach out. I'll help you talk to your people. And, oh, they don't want to work the business. Oh, they don't want that and this. And so it just wound up, okay, they're gone. You know, they left. So I've been rebuilding. Um, I've got one runner that she works very hard. She believes in the product. She puts herself out there. She does the work. I don't have to handhold her. You know, she's all the time working the business. Um, but again, I feel like I'm just here. I'm, I'm not getting anywhere where I should be and capable of. I think one person, my upline angel said, you feel like you need me, but you, I need you more, you know, cause I encourage all the time. I'm a giver um, all the time, encouraging people on our team, lifting them up. Like I am somewhere up there you know, in this business. I feel like I live the walk of a diamond. I want to, I'm, I'm putting myself there as if I was already there, you know? So, so what would a diamond do if she was stuck at gold and senior gold? If you could write yourself a letter from your future diamond self, what would you say to yourself right now where you are? Don't be afraid to talk to the people. I, I mean, I think I've already hit my market here in Romo and I know I haven't. I mean, there's still so many people that don't know what Plexus is. And we talked about that last night in our little team. You know, we post and post, but we don't actually tell what it is. And we're like, we still don't know what it is. Why not? Because I think we just get comfortable and we think, well, gosh, she's been doing it for five years. So we think everybody knows already what it, what I'm doing and what it, the potential of it is. I share with things like I got to do my whole office. Thanks to Plexus. I got to do all kinds of things. I share that. But then I sink back and I'm thinking, oh, that doesn't seem like a lot. You know, that's not a lot of money, but God, $200 can help a family. And I've made more than that, but I'm just saying 200 could put groceries on somebody's table mm-hmm. right now. So I know the potential. I don't know why I just don't <laughs> run after it. <laughs> yeah. What's the answer to that question? Why don't you just run after it? I'm like, I guess I'm afraid what people will think. Okay. And, you know, I've got a very successful husband. Um, he believes in me 100%, supports me 100%, which is a blessing because I know there's a lot of ladies that don't have that support from their husband. 100%. And he wants to see me succeed and he's helped me think through things and he's encourages me to take the coaching and do things. But like I did all the momentums and that whole time I was doing momentums, my butt was in the seat and I was working the business and I grew. And now I'll come in here and I'll do some things and then I'll go back out. 
What's the it's difference like, yeah. between them and, then and now? Again, I think I feel like I've talked to so many people that they don't want to hear from me anymore. <laughs> they I mean, it's like, it. it's like an interesting thought that you've talked to so many people and they don't want to hear from me anymore. The thought being, they don't want to hear from me anymore. Why were you not thinking that last year? I didn't care. I didn't care what they thought. It's interesting, right? Yeah. Because the only difference between last year and this year is your thought. Mm -hmm. Last year, you didn't care what they thought. This year, you're saying, I'm afraid of what people will think. Yeah. Cause I'm always but, pushing places, you know, or thinking this is the, you know, going to help them in so many different ways. And they don't want to accept that. And, um, or if they do, they try it for, you know, like all of us go through a couple of weeks now, but that didn't work for me, you know? So it kind of shuts you down. I want to go back to this thought. I'm afraid of what people will think. Mm-hmm. What will they think? That I'm just trying to make money. And not are, are them. You? Yes, I am. Okay. I want to be able to. I mean, my husband's my 65 in December. Uh, we can't travel like this forever. And we want to be able to be home. And, you know, most people want to go travel. I've had the luxury of traveling all over the US with our business. So I'm ready to be home. And so what I is, want to be able to give that to him. What is wrong with making money? Nothing. Nothing. But, and but I think there's you, something, there's something though. Like I know your prefrontal cortex is like nothing. But what is wrong with you just trying to make money? I've never been good with money. I've not been good with the money. You know, my husband's excellent with it. I'm a spender and I don't always think about how I'm spending it. I've tried to be more careful now that I've had money in my Plexus account that I share it. I use it for purpose and not just blow it. You're worried that if they think you're just trying to make money, that that means that you're not using your money wisely? Yeah, I mean, it looks like I'm just getting money to spend, you know, and live the high life as they might call it or whatever, you know, not be a show off. And I'm not by any means, you know, I don't really talk about money. That's the thing. I don't like talking about money. Why not? I I don't know. I don't really know why I don't. I mean, again, I guess I think it's small. I don't think it's something that's significant and the amount, you know, but gosh, I mean, eight to thousand dollars a month for me has been great. It is. I mean, I drove a bus and that's my income replaced right there. Mm-hmm. You know, driving a school bus. I was able to come off when our girls left because we just became empty nesters again from raising two grandchildren. I stayed home for eight years while my husband still traveled. And so now I'm back out with him. So I'm able to do the things. Mm-hmm. So when you think about your business and sharing it with others, your thought is I'm afraid of what people will think specifically that they're, you're just trying to make money and that that means that you're being a show off or not essentially not a good steward of the money you've been given. Right. Like that's, that's the, well, I mean, a lot of people here. are, a lot of people are suffering and don't have the money. So you like when you ask them to invest in it, but I liked one girl I spoke to about that was kind of, we were mentoring each other. She says, I asked her if I could come sit down and show her where the money is, mm-hmm. you know, show her how she could earn the money and how she has the money. If she just eliminated a few things in her life, 
And so taking that step was bold of her. I thought that was really awesome that, and the girl allowed her because she knew she needed the products to feel better. But I see so many around here that could benefit and they post every day about struggling and I reach out. I'm not, I'm not scared to reach out to them. I send them a private message. You send, you know, I talk about this. I would love to walk beside you and help you through this situation. You know, and some okay and they are okay with it and talk to me, but some are just, they never answer back. You know, they just ignore the, the post or the comment. And so when do you most often think I'm afraid what people will think? Cause it sounds like you're able to message people. So when are you most worried about what they'll think? I, well, I guess when they don't answer back, trying to keep pursuing it, you know, keep knocking on the door with them. Um, do I wait a while, then go back to them? Because you still see them posting the migraines that, you know, all not sleeping. And I'll put on the bottom, girl, I've been sleeping great for five years. Let me show you, mm-hmm. you know? So there's little things I've learned to take and be bold about, but then I've shrink back because I'm like, okay, they're not answering. They don't talk about it. But then I had two people blindly reach out to me this week. I show my shake every single morning. I love the lean waist shake. And I drink it every morning. I show it every morning. I don't care how bored people get with it, but that is good for me. And it shows me I stay full and all these shakes out there. I want them to see there's a healthy shake. And so I had two ladies reach out this week saying, I really want to get that shake. And another one wants to join. I don't know her for 10 bucks too. She's a nurse. So when you message people and they don't respond, you're worrying about what they're thinking because they're Mm -hmm. not responding. Mm-hmm. When's the last time that this happened? Well, I've had the girl that just reached out and she said last night, I'm on my way into work and I'll get in there today and, and get it done. Well, we're 320. She's probably going to be going into work again tonight. Do I reach out to her? Or what do you, I just come what are you, go? What, what, what are, what are you, what are you thinking when you see that she hasn't done it yet? It's not a priority. It's and I want it to be a priority for them, because if it's not, then they don't see the benefit of it working. I mean, you've got to make yourself take the products, drink the drink, do the things. But she hasn't ordered yet. She hasn't even signed up. No, she went on the link. Why isn't she signing up? Huh? Why isn't she signing up? She said she would go back on today because she was on her way into work last night. Because I told her I'd get on the phone with her. So I'm on my way. She works in the children's ER. So I just said something really sweet to her about praying for her. And I know this is really hard. And right now where you're working, she said, but I will get on tomorrow and I'll probably be calling you because I'll need help. I said, I'm here. I will walk you through it. And why isn't she doing it? What's your brain telling you? Why isn't she doing it? She got busy. It's Monday and it's gloomy and it's yucky. And (laughs) she's probably getting ready to rush out to work again. Okay. And so what if she doesn't sign up? I'll be disappointed because she reached out to me. And so then I'm thinking, well, what have I did I not say the right thing? But she seemed so encouraging and back and forth comments. What's and the answer to that? Did you say the right thing? Like, what is your brain telling you when you ask it? Did I not say the right thing? Because you're like, oh my gosh, maybe I didn't say the right thing. Did I say the right thing? It's I, sometimes I feel like I say too much, but I, don't, I didn't. I was very careful with that this time. Um, I try to be more so because you can just get carried away with stuff. But I, I think, in the, well, I'm not going to bother her today, but I'm going to reach out to her tomorrow. So you thought, I, like I, I don't want to bother. I don't want to bother her. Because I feel like today's Monday and she's probably, again, on her way to work because this was about the time we started a conversation yesterday mm-hmm. and she was on her way in. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't know. Should I reach out today? (laughs) What's the answer? Well, part of me says, yes, I should, because then it shows I care that I want to help her. When you're, when you're thinking, I don't, maybe I said too much or your, and then your brain probably answers with, yes, you did. Or what I heard you say was I went back and I looked and I didn't, mm. I didn't say too much. Yeah. It was pretty neat conversation actually. Yeah. You know, I gave her the steps and encouraged her that I would help her. Cause I like to do it. I mean, I like to really get in there and help them, but I like to use our app. Is there anything in your mind where you're thinking she changed her mind? Maybe parts of it, but not, uh, not really because she took the steps to go. She don't even have Facebook. Her daughter has been watching me. Mm-hmm. So she took the steps to go through her daughter. So she wants it, I feel. But again, she's a busy woman. I can just sense it. A nurse stressed going through. So, you know, I, I can sense that something. And I guess I'm just one that's respectful of that because I don't want to intrude on on that part. But I want to also say, hey, let's get this done for you so that you can get on these products and start feeling better. Why don't it's you just want to lose some weight and some more energy. Why don't you want to intrude? I, again, it's Monday. <laughs> I'm figuring she's probably been crazy today. Probably has to sleep most of the day because she works nights. Mm. So I'm thinking, I don't want to bug her, but she's sleeping. But a big part of me says, yes, Laura, just reach out to her kindly. Hey, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm in my office for the next hour. You got time? And just leave it at that. Are you worried about what she's going to think if you send that message? Maybe a little bit, but not terribly bad. I mean, just maybe a little that she's going to be like, oh, I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe she thought about it last night or maybe she talked to somebody at the hospital and, you know, all that crap starts. Mm -hmm. Is this where, is this where the thought comes in of like, she's going to think I'm just trying to make money? Yeah. If I feel like I pester too much, I call you sword pester, but really not. It's just doing my job to make sure I take care of people. It's reaching back out that she's going to be like, well, you're just trying to make a buck real quick. You know, and how does that make you feel when you think that I feel bad because I don't want to take money to make, to what I don't emotion? want to think I'm just taking their money. I in care a, deeply about people. one word emotion. Yeah. What emotion comes up for you when you think I don't want her to think I'm just trying to take her money. Mm. I think it's a, um, I don't, I don't know what the word would be. Um, I'm just, like I said, I'm very deep caring, you know, with people and I care about what they think and what they're doing. I think I put a lot of that before myself, you know, with them. So concern, I don't know if that's an emotion. Um, like, let's go to the, let's, let's like go to it right now in the present moment. You're sitting here and you're thinking about, you're asking yourself this question, should I message her? And your thought is, I don't want to pester it's a nerve. her. It's I don't a nerve wanna... in my stomach. So it's like anxious. Yeah. Okay. It's like, it's like a, a boiling inside. Like, why wouldn't she want to talk to me? Why wouldn't she want to do that? I mean, I tried to turn it around because I'm thinking the girl reached out to me, took well, the necessary steps to get to me. And when we ask our brain questions, it always gives us an answer. And whether we are right or wrong, we start finding evidence that we are right, even if it's not true. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so in your mind, when you're anxious, it sounds like you do a lot of self-doubt. Mm-hmm. You look back at the messages 
you <coughs> question if you could have said it better. What's that hook line, you know, people say, or, you know, but I had it. I mean, I felt, I went back and read last night because I, I had my second Moderna shot yesterday and I thought, oh God, what if I said something crazy? Because I am feeling off today. Uh-huh. You know, what if I you're didn't say something right? Doubting so yourself, you're double checking your actions. Um, you are um, in your head, you're thinking about what to say. Or if you should say something at all, um, you're judging her schedule, mm-hmm. right? You're like, yeah, it's probably Monday. Mm-hmm. You know, she's probably have probably to sleep sleeping. all day. She's probably, you know, mm-hmm. but really you're just like judging her schedule and what you think it would be, even though you don't know her and you don't know her schedule, right? Exactly. And then you're judging yourself. Because you're like, well, I don't, I don't want to be the type of person that's just trying to make money. Like I am a like deep caring person. And so I'm not going to say anything because I don't want her to think anything about me. So you're sort of trying to control. Um, All the what ifs. <laughs> her thoughts. Mm-hmm. Which we can't. No. Right. Right. And so really your result is I'm afraid of me. Mm. I sometimes don't feel worthy of the, of it all, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've, but I've, I've done very well with my husband. I mean, we have a very successful business and it's because we teamed up because we work hard together and I feel very happy with them about that. And I'm not afraid to reach out and get the appointments and get the business. I know how to do it. It's just like, this is like, okay, it's this, awesome. and so this, I look at you. This thought, I'm afraid of what people will think or, and you're making that mean that you're just trying to make money and there's something bad about that because it looks like you're being a show off is what you said. And when you think I'm afraid of what people will think, you feel anxious. Mm-hmm. And when you feel anxious, you doubt yourself. Mm-hmm. You look back at messages and question mm-hmm. if you could have said it better as if there's a perfect way to do it. That's sort of right. like black and white thinking there, right? right. Like there was right. a right and wrong way and I probably did it wrong. And that's why she's mm-hmm. not signing up, right? Like your brain is very mm-hmm. efficient and it's trying to make sense of what's happening. And mm-hmm. it's doing, it needs to do it as fast as possible because it thinks that you're going to die, mm-hmm. right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, death ahead. She didn't, she didn't sign up yet. And she's not responding to my messages. And we have to figure out why something has gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you're thinking about what to say, or if you should say anything at all, you're judging her, you're judging yourself. You're trying to control her actions and her thinking. And in the mm-hmm. end, your result is I'm afraid of me mm-hmm. or myself. I'm afraid of myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And so every time you pick this thought, I'm afraid of what people will think. Really what you're getting is I'm afraid of myself. What do you think Mm. of that? I don't like it because I feel like I'm a very capable person and I'm well, not, I I don't even want to say that, but I'm well liked. I mean, I have a personality of being around people and 
I just got asked with our biggest air show here to do all the PR work for the um, internet, you know, the Facebook and, and Instagram. And right away, I started tearing myself down. Why would they ask me? Why would they want me to do that? I mean, I've been with this show since the beginning of it. I'm over all the volunteers. I've done, you know, been successful with that and great. And now we've gone down to a smaller thing. So we don't need so many volunteers. So they're like, well, all right, you would be great at this. We want you to do Wednesday through Sunday, do all the PR posting and Instagram and Facebook and keep it pumped up. We like your personality. And I just questioned myself to death on it. And I've asked my husband, do you really think I could do that? And he's like, why couldn't you? <laughs> Shoot, you can, you know. But and then like, I don't- it feels so useful to do that to ourselves, yeah. right? But there's no upside to asking those questions. No, there's no winning to it. Right? It's sort of like how I've talked about, you know, with with building out my coaching program, mm-hmm. the first like couple of weeks, I, I would walk into my family room with my kids and my husband and I'd be like, do you really think people are going to sign up when it's time to sign up? Mm-hmm. Like, do you really think they will? And my family would say, of course, but my brain was like, probably not, probably not. And then I just decided, why am I asking that question? Like, what is the upside to asking that question? Nothing. It doesn't serve me at all. Zero. Because every time I asked that question, my brain would think the thought, Mm -hmm. nobody is going to sign up. And when I chose to believe that thought, what always showed up in my result line was I serve myself. I'm focused on me. Mm. Right. Cause all, all everything right. you're doing right now in this model that we've outlined for you mm-hmm. is it's very self-centered. Mm-hmm. Because it's all about how you're feeling and what she's thinking about you and controlling mm-hmm. what she's thinking about you. And you don't want people to think this about you, which is totally not in line with your core value, which mm-hmm. is others focused. I can tell mm-hmm. that that's your core value mm-hmm. is that you're very others focused. Connection is a core motive for you. You said, mm-hmm. right. Right. So it's kind of interesting to observe here that when you pick this thought, I'm afraid of what people will think that your result is I'm afraid of me and I'm only focused on me. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So do you I want think to that keep something huh? like, like, so what if they think you're trying to make money? Mm-hmm. Like, what does your brain tell you is wrong about that? Because they don't have a lot of money. So why am I trying to take their money? You know? why, are, why are you trying to take them? Because I want to build for my family. I want, this is a job to me. It's and not. What's wrong with that? Take. What's nothing? What's, nothing. Right. <laughs> but there's something that your lower brain is telling you that there's wrong with it. Because mm-hmm. you're like. I am this evil villain trying to take the very little money that they have. Like that's what your brain, that's the message that you're allowing it to send right now Mm -hmm. is they don't have any money and I'm trying to take the very little that they have. Yeah. And I shouldn't. Yeah. 
Why? I, I think too much about everybody else and how they feel. I just, I've always been that way, I guess. I, I get very much attached into someone's emotions. I mean, I, like I'm walking it, you know, like I'm right there by them going through what they're going through. I pour myself into that for some reason. I've always been that kind of person growing up. Well, there you go being human again. <laughs> Are you, there you go. Just skipping off being human. Right? Of course right. you do. It's no surprise. Yeah. Right? Right. But again, I think the work to be done here is why do I have this negative, this negative connotation around making money off of people in my life? Why is that a bad thing? Like, just let your brain freely answer the question. You've said, because we make enough money already, Mm -hmm. we do well enough already, Mm -hmm. so we don't need more. Anything else I've missed? No, that's, I mean, that's where it is. I mean, like we are comfortable, but we could be really comfortable and take my husband more off the road if I did the things. And what it, what would be, what, what would be wrong with that? Absolutely nothing. And that's the part I I want to do so bad because of how much he's done for me. Again, it's about him. It's about what he supplies for us and what he works so hard. And I'm ready to give back to him for that. And I know I have in ways, in a lot of ways. What if he made more money so you could be more comfortable and he wouldn't have to be on the road as much. Would having more money through his job make you feel the same way? Would you would you be worried of what people would think if you made more money through his job? Probably not. I mean, people think we make a lot more than we make already because so of what's how we the live. problem with doing it with network marketing. So it's just something there. I think they think it's but I they see me invested in it. That's another thing. I mean, I, I haven't wavered since I started five years ago. Mm-hmm. I've thought of quitting, but I haven't. I still showed up, still do the things and been in front of people. But so that belief, I think, is there in me, you know, what people see. So that should be good that they're not thinking I'm just here to try to do take the money. I believe I want, you know, I want the products to work for you. I want to help you have the products work for you. But what bothers you the most about making money in network marketing? Hmm. I guess just getting there. I mean, getting to it, you know, am I doing the right thing? Part. Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right steps? You know, am I taking the necessary hours and the, you know, digging in, digging in deep, you know? And like, I always loved how y'all said butt in the seat. And I knew when I had my butt in the seat, you know, a lot more happened. I didn't, I just, it would all came together. I would reach out. I would do the things. And now it's just every once in a while, a messenger thing I'll do, you know, I'll check on in on people. I still keep up my follow-up and things, but I'm not trying to go after, I guess, maybe the new nuggets that are out there. I might have 4,000 people on my friends list. Yeah. Some I know or whatever, but there's a lot of people still to reach. And what will they think? And, and again, what is bothering you about them thinking that you're trying to make money off of them? What is wrong with that? Honestly, instead of saying nothing, 
what is wrong with it? Cause there's something here that your brain is telling you. Again, I don't, you know, being good steward of the money that I make, not just being a spender. Mm-hmm. I feel like you need to put it back in. And, and because you make more money, that means that you're a spender possibly, or just, you know, being a steward of it. I want God to trust me in that when he allows me to make it, you know, I, I believe he, he has the power to help me get there and make that money. He wants us to go for it. And so uh, I want him to trust me with it. But if you said that it's wrong to make more money or you're worried that people will think that you're not a good steward if you make more money. So how can God give you an opportunity to make more money if you're just afraid to make more money? That's the part I got to get through and let go and, and realize that he does want me to to work for it and make it, you know, I have to take the steps. He's not just going to hand it to me. I've got to do the work. Why do it in network marketing? Because I love the products. I love the people. I love the company. I believe in this business. I truly love these people and their beliefs in us. And, you know, a lot of times I felt like I was alone because you have leaders that sway. And so not to talk about them. I don't like that either. But, you know, a lot of times I think I'm going to pull this myself. How do I do this? You know, because one week we have a Zoom and then three weeks later, we don't have Zooms, you know, it's structure. I like structure. And so I finally just took it to, upon myself to do the structure and do my Zooms and do them every every week. And then we kind of let off summer because everybody got busy. How do you know if you're being a show off? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the thought in my head. Right. But what, it, how do you know if you're being a show off? I, I really don't really know. I just, I guess it's a thought feeling. But you said okay. it looks like I'm being a show off. How do you know if you're being a show off? I don't know how I know. I mean, how would you describe it to someone like a six-year-old? <laughs> oh, we have a big house. We have a Tesla. We have, we have a, two RVs. We have a pool. We have, you know, we have all these things, which are things. <laughs> and so sometimes I feel like when people pull up in this yard, they're like, oh my gosh, wow. You know, they didn't know where we live or how, how we live because we don't brag about it. I mean, I pictures all the time, but they come here and they're like, wow. I mean, we've worked hard for it. It's not something we've just acquired and we've worked hard for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not guilty. I don't feel guilty about that. I don't feel guilty about that. But I, I guess in my head, I think, oh, they're going to think we're just trying to show off when they come over here. But openly, I'm wanting them at my home to share and fellowship and be a part of people, you know, because I have the space. <laughs> well, because God has blessed you with mm-hmm. this place to entertain others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have a great time. Wonderful time. Or then I think it's silly, but I watch all these people in their homes and everything is so good and perfect in their homes. You know, we live in our house. We, I'm not a decorator. I'm not someone that has this person thing right here and this right here. I have five dogs in my house. I have a bird. We live in our house. So they come in, I'm thinking, oh, they're going to, they're going to start judging me about this and that in the house. And it's just so stupid. It's so elementary. I get so mad at myself to even think that way. It's so human. <sighs> Right. Because when you beat yourself up and you're like self-loathing here Mm -hmm. around this, 
Mm -hmm. instead of doing that, where you judge yourself and put yourself down and sort of dislike yourself, I don't like me is what will show up in your result line there. Right. Right. Is that the way to honor the money God has given you? No, not at all. And that's the thing. I I can't imagine that that's how you would view that. Yeah. And so, but it's kind of interesting that that it's almost like you're punishing yourself for the blessings that you've been given. Mm -hmm. But there's this thought error happening here in your mind around making money in network marketing. Mm -hmm. Right. And so really questioning this belief, I'm afraid of what people will think where the work that I would do around this is asking myself, am I? Afraid of what they'll think? Not really. I think it would be awesome to show people the ability of what you can do through network marketing. Okay. I think that's amazing. I think, you know, seeing what can happen and the things they could do, and it can be the smallest of smallest things. I mean, there's so many people that need things, you know, and I I thought, how you can do that in just simple, simple steps. And you would be blessed, you know? Yeah. But instead, what you're choosing to think is, I'm afraid of what people will think. Mm-hmm. And in the end, your result is I am afraid of me. Yeah. And I, I am only focused on me. Mm-hmm. And so and that's like, I get intimidated. I feel like, you know, like with this air show thing, because it's most recent in my life. So I bring that up, but you know, like as long as nobody's standing over me, I will, I will have fun with it. I will have a blast with it. But as soon as the head up comes around, I will feel like shrink and like, did I do what you wanted? Is it okay? Is it where we need to be? You know, I'm like, just believe in yourself enough to just go do it. And don't worry about that because they're going to love it. They chose me. They, they saw something. Well, it's kind of interesting, like seeking for approval. Yeah. And I don't like that. I don't like that about me. And it's just your thoughts that you start having when they come around. It's not even that that's even happening. That's not even it's sort happening. of like when I'm driving in my car and I'm like going the speed limit and a police officer pulls up behind me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get pulled over. I'm going to do something wrong. Am I doing everything right? I don't even have my registration in my car. I don't yeah. know what my most recent insurance is. And then because I'm doing all that, I forget to put my blinker on or I start speeding yeah. or I cut someone off and then I get pulled over. <laughs> yeah. Because you set it all up for it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because whatever you think will always give happen. you your result. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so notice here that when you think I'm afraid of what people will think, the only person that you hurt is yourself. Exactly. And the only person you're really afraid of is yourself. Myself. Of letting and myself just be who I am and who got Recognizing that that's not who you want to show up as. No. Right? You're like, that's not even me. I don't even know why I'm doing that. It's so weird. It is. That's not even who I am. Like, you're like, I'm super confident. People love me. I have all these friends. But every time you pick this thought, I'm afraid of what people will think, which is just very self-serving. And then you judge yourself for it and beat yourself up for it. And then there's like almost this 
almost like a higher than mighty thing going on here where you're like, I don't want them to think that I'm trying to make money or I don't want them to think I'm being a show off. And those thoughts, they seem really nice. Mm -hmm. They seem like nice thoughts. They're damaging. They're incredibly damaging. Yeah. Because A, you are selling something. B, you do want their money. Mm -hmm. And C, Mm -hmm. you're not showing off. Mm-mm. You are glorying in the blessings, mm-hmm. but when you choose to see it as showing off or just trying to make money, it's really sort of like Satan on your shoulder being like, yeah. yep, do not have gratitude for any of this. Yeah. Beat yourself and up I, about it. Talk about how evil it is yeah. and don't try to get any more of it because then you might even be more powerful as God's steward. And I don't want that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just know that he gave us this place and we are the caretakers of this home. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Right. And you did it through hard work and you're going to do it through hard work and network marketing just happens to be the vehicle. Yeah. You know, and you could, you could even just a, a thought that, that might be useful to you to help you get from one, this one belief of, I'm afraid of what people will think to, you know, uh, I am, I have an audience of one, for example, that would be like mm-hmm. the other extreme, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're, that it's that, you know, catchy Christian saying of, I have an audience of one. It's God. Right. Only God is the only one that you're right. that's who right. I'm here for working for. Right. But, but yeah. you're not, yeah. you're actually worried about everyone else and what they're thinking. You're actually working for everyone, but him in this. Right. And so to get from where you are to, I have an audience of one, we have to choose. We have to like grab for thoughts of this is just like any other job. Yeah. Just making a paycheck, just like any other job. And they're going to feel amazing. They're getting Mm -hmm. a product for this and it's going to change. It has the opportunity to change their life, but it's not up to me. If it's to be, it's up to them. Yeah. I'm going to give of all of myself that I can offer and you know, right. Gonna, I'm going to show up. I'm going to do my check-ins. I'm going to follow up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give good customer care. And if they choose to not take this gift, then I was not, then they are not, then it's not the right time for them right now. They'll right. be back. They'll be back. Yeah. Put them back on my list. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I have done yeah. that. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. but these thoughts that sound really nice and like, oh, you're such a sweet Christian woman. You're just not trying to make too much money. Other mm. thoughts that I would have is what's too much money. There, there's no limit. I mean, God doesn't put a cap on it. He wants but us there, to. But in money. your mind, they're like, there's, there's, there's too much. At some point there's too much. Like that's coming through in this. Yeah. So there's a belief there somewhere that you shouldn't have too much. And if you do, you definitely shouldn't let anyone know about it. You cover Mm -hmm. it up, hide it. There's shame there somewhere, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And the way to pick that apart is to let yourself not be positive about it and not choose the right thought about it. Just be like, yep. Too much money would be $2 million a year. That's too much money. And people with too much money, they do bad things with their money. They're bad stewards of their money. 
right? So there's sort of like judgment of others going right. on as well, right? Because you're like, and I'm not. No. I'm not that. Yeah. Right? But like, yeah. what if you are? What are yeah. you making that mean about you? These are the questions I want you to think about and ask yourself okay. over mm-hmm. the next several weeks as this continues to come up for you. And because yeah. until we figure out why there's shame around making money, having a lot of money and putting it into things, mm-hmm. it's going to keep coming up. It's just like writing a prescription instead of root healing with gut mm-hmm. health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. So that's the work to be done. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Thanks, Laura. Okay, Kathy, you're up. Hello. Hi. So the other day you were doing something and I I was writing notes. Like if I was to be coached by Emily, this is what I want her to coach me on. So (laughs) I already have my notes here. Yay. (laughs) Um, Sometimes we come prepared. Sometimes we don't. Doesn't matter either way. Right. And today is just my day, right? Yeah. So um, I'm an information gatherer, but I am horrible at implementing what I learn. I'm horrible at implementing what I learn. When was the last time you thought that? This morning. <laughs> what happened? Um, just, um, it's just in general, I've, I've signed, you know, I've taken a lot of courses. I've done momentum makers. I've done a line. I've done, um, Bob, Hile- I'm, I'm part of Bob Heilig's, uh, LLA. Um, and my, I have our team, my team is really good with training and that kind of stuff. And I just, for whatever reason, I'm having a tough time implementing things. When I implement, I do great, but I'm just, I feel like I'm just, I have this mental block about implementing. Tell me about this morning. I said, when's the last time you thought I'm horrible at implementing what I learned? And you said just this morning. Um, well, I, I wake up at four in the morning because I take care of my granddaughter most of the, most days in the morning. And Instead of getting up and just doing what I needed to do um, to get my day started, I just sat on the couch and and did did nothing. I scrolled Facebook and Instagram and, um, instead of making my list and and moving forward with my day to get you know messages sent out about a challenge that we're having and that kind of stuff. And so you have like a protocol in the mornings that you wake up and you work your business, but this morning you woke up and you went off protocol and scrolled social media. I do that most mornings, <laughs> I'll be honest. but you have this protocol yes. that you are going to get up and you're going to work your business. Yes. So woke up at 4am and scrolled social media instead of work protocol. Yeah. Yeah. And then you thought I'm horrible at implementing what I learn. Yeah. And what, what feeling came up for you when you thought that? Um, well, that, you know, I'm a bad leader. I, those are all thoughts. What feeling comes up? The feeling. Um, 
We could even take the thought, I'm a bad leader. How does that make you feel when you think I'm a bad leader? Disappointed. Disappointed. And when you felt disappointed this morning, you scrolled, you kept scrolling social media? Yeah. What else did you do? Oh, I put a cut, you know, I put laundry in and all the, all the things to deflect, you know, did the lawn, did a couple of loads of laundry. And I did get on a meeting with our team at nine o'clock this morning. Um, but when you were feeling disappointed, what did you not do? I didn't make my list and I didn't make do my reach outs. Um, I didn't look in my back office. <laughs> I didn't do anything that would be uh, a smart or wise thing to do to, to be implementing what I know I need to be doing. <laughs> it's kind of interesting how you described it as I didn't do a smart thing. Right. So we sort of like put ourselves down. So like some putting, putting self down happening here as well. Maybe some self-loathing a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Um, definitely judgment of self. Um, when you were looking at social media, feeling disappointed, thinking I'm a bad leader and you were in that disappointed feeling, what were you like, what was going on in your head as you were scrolling social media. Hmm. Um, you know, I thought I should be getting off of social media, but I didn't, um, you know, I should have, um, my, my thought was that this is just wasting my time instead of me using my time wisely. Mm -hmm. I, what were you thinking about like thinking about anything in the future like any thoughts around I'm just going to do it tomorrow or I'll start again tomorrow or I'm never going to get ahead because I'm horrible at implementing what I learn yeah um, I'm never going to get to where I want to be I'm never going to reach my goal so like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about never getting ahead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then in your result line, the one that's most obvious to me is I don't like myself as a leader. Yeah, I would say that's true. And you think it's because you're scrolling on social media and doing laundry and not making a list and not reaching out. But it's really coming from this thought of I'm a bad leader.
I thought I had dealt with this. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> no, it always just keeps coming up when we don't, yeah. though, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. You're right. It uh, does. That's why it's like when we resist it, it just gets bigger. Right? Like with Laura, that's why I was, you know, encouraging her to really dig into there's shame hidden with money here. And we can tell ourselves there's not, and we're not going to think this way anymore as much as we want. But if, until we fix it, it just, especially resisting it and saying it's not there, not being honest with ourselves that it's there, makes it bigger. Right. So like, why do you choose to believe I'm a bad leader? Um, Well, I haven't held rank in over a year. Okay. Um, I haven't had anyone rank up past silver in quite some time. Um, most of my leaders have have either have lost rank, and I've had a couple that have have left. Um, I don't follow through on things I'm going that I say I'm going to do just to me, not to anybody else, but, but to myself, mm-hmm. um, I, I make these plans and don't follow through on them. Why? I wish I knew. (laughs) I didn't say I don't know because I didn't want to say I don't know. (laughs) But I, I, um, I don't think I trust myself, maybe. Yeah, I see that. And how could you? Well, I don't follow through, so I can't. Right. Yeah. There's no relationship of trust with self here. So how do we build a relationship of trust with self? have to start following through how would you do that do what I say I'm going to do and it's probably going to be super uncomfortable and your brain's going to be like Doubt, frustration, discomfort. It's no wonder you're just choosing comfort right now. You're like, yeah, just 
going to quit because then I can feel instant relief. This is something I taught my team on my team call today. Beware of relief. Whenever I make my 50-50 chart, you know, 50% positive, 50% negative, and we're filling in all the positive emotions and the negative emotion, relief goes where? <clears throat> on the positive side or the negative side? That's a positive. 100%, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because the feeling of relief is almost euphoric. It's like, oh my goodness, it's over. The discomfort is over, right? So you wake up at 4 a.m., which sounds miserable to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I'm getting up at 4 a.m., I'm not scrolling social media. I better be, there better be a good reason for me to see a four in front of that clock, right? Otherwise I'm going to be sleeping, (laughs) right? Right. And so you have this goal of achieving a bigger business or a better business, whatever that is for you. And so then you wake up at 4 a.m. and then you're like, oh, doubt, frustration, discomfort. Let's just feel relief instead. We'll scroll social media. We'll do some laundry. All of this just feels so much relief because we're quitting the goal of working. We're avoiding discomfort. We're avoiding frustration. We're avoiding the doubt. We're just going to feel relief. And then we feel comfort. And then we stop growth. And that confirms our current identity every single time. And we believe I'm just horrible at implementing what I learned. I'm a bad leader. I knew none of that was ever going to work. I'd never make it. I knew they were just telling me things that I could never do. And it's this feeling of relief that's causing the problem. Because you'd much rather feel relief over doubt, frustration, and discomfort, obviously, right? Your lower brain is so efficient. It's like, um, but let's not. Okay, perfect. Relief sounds so much better. Let's just do that. But is it better to quit every single morning on yourself? No. No, because you're feeling disappointed that whole time anyway. You're only feeling relief for like two seconds. That's true. And then you're in disappointment and self-loathing and shame and judgment. And your brain's like, see, this is just who I am. I'm an information gatherer. Don't ever put it into action. And your brain's like, see all these facts about me? And me as your life coach, I'm like, 
See all those thoughts you're choosing about yourself? Why are you choosing them? I guess because it's the easiest thing to do. Is it? Is this easy? No, of course not. There's that thought error again. Your brain is gaslighting you. Yeah. It's like, see, it'll be easy. Again, it's like Satan on your shoulder. It'll be easier this way. And so when you think that thought, I'm a bad leader, or I'm horrible at implementing what I learn, or I'm an information gatherer, you can be like, shh, I know exactly what to do. And I'm going to start my day off doing that because I'm so sick and tired of feeling disappointed and not trusting myself. Or you can have the thought, I'm a bad leader. And you can be like, maybe. <laughs> like what I've been talking to my team about lately is I'm like 50-50. I'm a 50-50 leader. 50% of the time, I'm amazing. And the other 50% of the time, I'm a mess. And so if your brain, when, when your brain tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. says, I'm a bad leader, I'm just an information gatherer, you can be like, yep, 50% of the time, sure am. And like the 50% of the time right now, like 4 a.m., why I got myself up at 4 a.m., I'm going to be 50% amazing leader. 50% bad leader, we're going to do that at like 2 p.m. And maybe we can even like conveniently schedule a nap during that time so I can like sleep through that part. I'll just buffer with a nap through that part. Right? But like right now your brain's like, nope, 100% of the time you're a bad leader. And you're like, yep, I am. And so what I'm offering to you is when your brain says that to you, when you choose that thought tomorrow morning at 4 a.m., you can be like, yep, 50% of the time, I'm a bad leader. Sure am. Man, you know me well, self. The other 50% of the time, which is going to be right now, I'm going to send three messages. Look, there I go, sending three messages then I can be 50% bad leader. What do you think about that? What's coming up for you? Excuse me. I have, lots, I have all my cough drops just sitting on my desk now. I wish I could pass it through. I feel like, I wish like at church when you're like passing the Kleenex. I'm like, I know. Oh, do you want a cough drop? Let me get you a Kleenex. I should, let me take a sip. Go right ahead. We're getting over a cold here. There are other things besides what's going around. Yes. <laughs> um, what's coming up?
I don't know how to fit in words. <laughs> um, I do know that when I'm sending out messages that I feel like, you know, like I'm in charge and I'm finally doing what I need to be doing. I mean, because I know that it's not all just about posting and I, I've been doing this almost seven years. So I know that I know the story, you know, I mean, and I've earned the cruise. I've earned leaders retreats. I've um, and this has just been like the last couple of years. It's just been really harder for me. So. Um, and the only difference, spoiler alert. Is your thoughts now yeah. versus then? Yeah. I and know. our brain, like your brain's like trying to live in the past right now. It's like, I know what I'm doing. I've done it before. I did it back in the past. Right. But like also available to you is future self. And what would future self tell you to do at 4 a.m. tomorrow morning when you think I'm a bad leader? Write your lists and your messages. Do what you do what you promised yourself you were gonna do. Follow through. What if you wrote a what if you wrote a letter to yourself about how you learned to finally trust yourself? And you gave yourself all the steps, like this future wisdom of yourself, of this version of you down the road, maybe six months from now, this future version of Kathy who trusts herself. What if that Kathy wrote Kathy today, present day, a note, a letter, and you said, these are all the things that I did to trust myself. And I want to tell you what they are right now. So you can start doing them. I could do that. I can't wait to see what you come up with. Because it's going to unlock wisdom from within you that you don't think you have right now. But I really, truly believe that you have all the answers. Like when I say that to you guys, it's because I know that you have all the answers. It's unlocking it within ourselves that is so powerful. And where you take your power back. Because right now, when you choose this thought, I'm a bad leader, you're a victim and you're giving all your power away. You're like, see, I'm a bad leader. It doesn't matter how many courses I take. This is just my lot because I'm an information gatherer. What would be so interesting to see would be what would you need to believe to describe yourself? The first thing that comes out of your mouth, I'm a good leader. What would you need to do to believe that about yourself? Write those things down. 
because believe it or not, one of my first thoughts when I clicked join on my network marketing business was, I'm never going to do this as a business because people don't like me as a leader. I'm not good as a leader. I'm just better at following. And now when I describe myself to people, like in some of my personal development things, we have to do these like intros. I just signed up for a mastermind, a year long mastermind with one of my mentors that I've worked with for years. And we had to describe ourselves. Who are you to the group? Right? I said, I am a master network marketer and certified life coach. I help people see that there's something so much better than the highest rank their company can ever give them. I'm an incredible leader who seeks learning from everyone in the room because everyone has something to offer. That was my intro. I could have never, I would have never described myself in that way six years ago because I didn't believe that. What's the difference between me now and then? You're muted. What you think about yourself. 100%. And our thoughts are what create our relationships with others, more importantly, with self. You will be a good leader as you develop your relationship with yourself, first and foremost. It starts with you. And right now, I don't like myself as a leader is what is showing up for you in your result. But that's like, and it's coming from this thought, I'm a bad leader, which is like the best news ever. Because you can take all your power back by questioning that belief. And it might take minutes, weeks, years, I've finally believed that I'm a smart person. Finally, just this month. That's how long it's to. I've believed that I was not smart since fourth grade. I think I was probably age 11 when I determined I was not smart. Finally, I 100% truly believe I'm a genius. Not in a conceited way. In like a, I can figure anything out. I'm a smart person. Truly. And I don't even have to like explain my smartness. I just believe I'm smart. Couldn't have said that two years ago. Couldn't have. No way. It's taken years. Specifically two years of focused, intentional changing my belief about myself. And a lot of times what we do when we're trying to change beliefs is we're like, oh, this shouldn't be taking so long. I should just like stop having shame around money. I should just believe I'm a good leader. This is taking too long. Not useful. Right? Instead being like, 
why do I think I'm not smart? Because in fourth grade, there was like really horrible math that they taught us on a VHS tape, not even a teacher, but like a video taught us. And I couldn't go that fast. And then I didn't go to this. I didn't go to a UC. I went to a state college. And my siblings have master's degrees and law degrees. And those are more important than my degree. And now I'm like, bull crap. I'm a genius. But it took two years of me questioning, why do I believe that I'm not smart? And then saying, do I want to believe that? That's kind of silly. It's silly to think that. That's so silly that I think that I'm not smart because of that. Is it possible that I could get better at, like, could I do long division? Could I learn long division right now and be confident in it? Yes. Do I want to? Is it going to make me smarter if I do? Could I just be amazing if I change nothing? Could I be a genius right now without learning anything else? Right? It's those types of questions that we have to ask ourselves to challenge and change the beliefs that we have about ourselves. And when you do, it changes your whole life. And that's why I believe that thought coaching is the most important thing you can do on a daily basis for yourself. Because if your thoughts are off, doesn't matter how many training courses you pay for, participate in, it's like, It's like trying to outrun your fork in a diet. You're like, oh, I run five miles a day, but then I I eat 7,500 calories and have no muscle to burn it because I calorie count. So my body eats away all my muscle and I don't eat protein. I just eat carbs. Why can't I lose weight? Right? You're like trying to outrun the fork. You'll never outrun the fork. You will never outrun your thoughts. Never. They will chase you down until the day you die. And if there's one that you realize is causing a problem in your life, which there are many constantly, then you get the choice to decide if you want to fix it. Not even fix it. Challenge it. Believe something else. You get to believe whatever you want to believe about yourself, about others, about the world, germs, (laughs) network marketing, shows you watch. You can change your whole life with your thoughts. But if you don't, they'll chase you down anyway. It's why when people jump to another company and they have the same problems with a different upline. I had someone leave my team once and I was like, in six months, she'll hate her too. (laughs) I just know it. I know it. Cause she used to like me. I was not the problem. I mean, we all have it. I was a 50, 50 leader then like I'm a 50, 50 leader now. Right. You create your experience with your thoughts. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Kathy, for getting coached today. Laura, thank you for getting coached today. And I'm so excited to see the work that you're going to do around this now that you have greater awareness of what's going on. Super powerful.
Hey guys, we'll see you back here tomorrow. I believe, and I don't have the schedule in front of me. I think we're back here at 9 a.m. tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I added in some early calls to switch it up. Yeah, yes. 9 a.m. to 10.15. Mountain daylight time. Yes. Only the Arizona people know what that means. The rest of us are like, MST, MDT, what's the difference? A whole hour. <laughs> so mountain daylight time, 9 a.m. We'll see you here. Bye, guys. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, we can work on goals, and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.